Guys, you got to know by now, if you're a fan of the podcast and you want bonus content, you want early access to the podcast, you just want all the wee secret surprises that no one else can see, you go to www.patreon.com forward slash slyguypodcast. For as little as £2 a month, you get access to all you want associated with the Sly Guy podcast. You get to ask questions for this podcast and you get plenty, plenty more at www.patreon.com forward slash slyguypodcast. The Sly Guy Podcast is always, forever and a day, brought to you in association with Modest Beer. Modest are a beer that formed right here in Hollywood County Down and has since taken the country and the world by storm. Modest is a delicious beer, a delicious brand with a delicious variation of delicious tastes. And you can find out more by going to their website, www.modestbeer.co.uk and right there you can find anything you want and if you find what you want at www.modestbeer.co.uk and you want to pay for it whether that be merch whether that be a variation of Modest Beers if you use the code SLYPA15 that's SLYPA15 as you can see here you will get 15% off your order and that's just for you guys the Slyhards and the Rider Slies of the Sly Guy podcast it's quite a tongue twister to say sly that often, but I don't care because I love you guys. I'm getting you 15% off Modest Beer with the code SLYPA. I'm the Sly Guy. Hello and welcome to the Sly Guy podcast with me, Dave Elliott. This week's episode is a wee bit different than usual, but it's really fun. My guest is somebody who I have who I have um, been an admirer of for quite some time. He's somebody who is impressive in both his achievements in life and also just his general demeanor. He's a great guy, is what I'm saying. He's Chris McNaughton, a.k.a. Bear. Big Bear. Bear Strong. He's a guy that makes me look smaller, which is, you know, I'm cool with that, but what a guy he is. We had a great episode. It's a longer episode than usual, too, so you can break it up over a couple of parts. It was funny. It was silly. There were also really, you know... There were good takeaway moments too about training, obviously with uh, Chris being a former strongman and a gym owner and me being a, a reputable athlete. There's there's information to take away. You know, it's fun, it's lighthearted in parts, it can get a bit serious. We spoke about anxiety, we bit about mental health. There's something in there for everybody. But what I want you to do is just, wherever you're listening, whether it be in the gym, whether it be at home on the sofa thinking about the gym, whether it be in a car, whether, whether you're listening to it in the bath through a wee Bluetooth speaker because you don't want to be having your phone in the bath because that's stupid. Enjoy this week's episode of the Sly Guy Podcast with me and Chris McNaughton. These are the Under Armour ones or the only yeah. Armour ones that fit my foot. They stretch, head. do they? You rip them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking when I say I go through about maybe 25, 30 of these here hats a year. Like. Yeah. I just because oh. just the Under Armour is the only ones that fit my head. You see the wee nip ones at the yeah. back? They'll explode like. But how do how do they how do you rip them? Do you, like do you just, just aggressively? You a, yeah, if, if I put them on just the way they are, then it'll be too tight, and then I get a sore head. Yeah. So, but if I give them a couple of rips at either side, and then put them on, yeah, then they're good to go. See, that was the, the problem that I had there. I had a load of hats like, probably years ago. I got these hats, and I think they were seven and three quarters. The mm-hmm. the old uh, new new era ones. I put them on recently, and they're a bit snug, and I'm going, have I? Has my head grown or has my, have I just got a fat head now? <laughs> so I've had to get a size up and I was like, nah, I need to sort of... My, my head is actually fat. It's not because 
it was actually at the weekend there I said to John I was like you know what I just discovered and he was like what I was like my head's wide but it's not big and uh-huh. I was like what do you mean because my beat headphones yeah don't have to extend they go right. on exactly the way they are uh-huh. without having to come down yeah they fit like, so it's I'm not big this way it's yeah. just fucking wide wide but um, I wouldn't be out with hat. like like hats for me are like it's nothing to do with being bald, like because uh-huh. when I was fourteen, I used to shave my head because I wanted to be like Keith Wood and John Hayes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It yes. was all like bald front rower. But I just got so used to wearing a snapback, and it's like a security blanket thing. Mm-hmm. So like, see when I have a, my hat on, yeah. like anxiety free. If I take my hat off, I like full of anxiety. Stress. Like, feel so exposed. Because yeah. we done that MTV show. And they were like, you can't wear your hats mm-hmm. because it's got Under Armour on it and yeah. you can't have branding in the show. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I need my hats. <laughs> like, yeah. So we did it the first day and I was in, I went into the diary room and I was like, I need my hats. And they were uh-huh. like, what? Well, I said, like, get me hats. And yeah. a 12 pack of Parian because I'm dehydrated yeah. like badly. <laughs> <laughs> so they ended up giving me my hat back like, so we could actually wear it. Did but, they put a wee sticker on or something? Yeah, put yeah. black tape across yeah. it so you couldn't see it. Um, but I, it's a weird thing. Like, like it's just if I'm doing anything like public and stuff like that, I like to wear my hats. But like a lot of the speaking and stuff I do when you're on, like smartly dressed on stage, yeah. you can't do it. Like, see, that was the thing because I'd, I'd seen you doing the uh, the speaking, and I thought to myself, would you ever try like a a flat cap or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would you I've, ever try to? I've actually a got, Yeah, I've got yeah. my grandest one. Um, uh, when I remember my granddad passed, like you know, you were going through people's stuff. I was like, Give me that there, but I haven't never figured an outfit that works. Mm-hmm. And then I just I'm not ready to go full daddy vibes yet either. Like, yeah, I'm just trying to hold on to it a bit, but, but it's, it's hard to do because I guess what we were for anyone watching, I was going to put a hat on because I get shit from people, right? Because I, I don't know what it is about pe- men and their hair, but people seem to be like, Oh, you're. Fu- I know I'm going bald. That's why I am bald now. I shave my head. I uh, my hair's kind of grown back a bit because here's the thing: this is to make you guys feel shit. It's grown back the minute because it was a dying wish of my aunt that I didn't look bald and harsh at her funeral, and I grew it a bit, got it sort of cut a bit. I mean, it was flogging a dead horse like, yeah. but uh, I, you know, and now I'm getting a cut tomorrow, getting right down to the wood again for for the weekend. So I was going to wear a hat so as I didn't get any slagging about my male pattern baldness. But you know what? Fuck yes. I'm happy to I'm happy I, to be I me. I've done a system for a while. Mm-hmm. I've done a hair system for a while. Like the, the, the stick-on the, the ones? The stick-on ones, yeah. Um, it was one of them ones, like, we had, we had talked about it. Or, like, I, I thought about it, and then I said to John, I was like, oh, I don't know whether I should bother doing this or not. And he was like, if you don't do it, you're always going to wonder. So yeah. just go and do it. So when I had a bit of fun with it, and it was sort of... Like, I, I haven't really had hair since I was, like, 20, 21, 22. Yeah. And initially it was like a bit of fun. Like I remember when I got it on because they put it on full length. Yeah. And then they style it. Right, okay. So when they put it on full length, it was like wet hair yeah. in the hair and I was all like whipping <laughs> the hair around and all. And I was like, this is cool. And then she's like, how much do you want cut off? I should just leave it where it is. Yeah. Like, you know? But then she styled it all up, cut it all up. And um, I had a bit of fun with it for a while. Like and it, w- it was sort of cool, but like it was like, Five percent of the time, it was nice to have it. Ninety-five percent of the time, it was the biggest pain in the uh-huh. ass. Plus, like not having hair for like the past twelve years, fifteen years, I have a bloody clue how to style hair. Yeah, and she done it and had it looking perfect. I done mm-hmm. it. I was like Don King when I was going out. <laughs> it was like all shapes and all. And I was saying to John, and I was like, I was like, John, how the hell do you like do this here? And he was like, I don't know how to do white people hair. And he was like, <laughs> like, I was just a nightmare. And like every morning. 
you were like trying to she was like all you have to do is blow dry it and brush it in the direction yeah. you want to put it I'm blow dry it and brushing it and then it was like this here and I was like I can't go to work and then I ended up putting yeah. a snap back on going yeah. to work and I was like this is pointless yeah. so I ran it for about three months and then I was like you know some I'm the type of guy I like to get up in the morning get a shower shower gel head to toe you know towel dry and out the door yes. I don't have time for anything else man do you know what I mean and would you ever like whip them out nowadays for like a special occasion the hair system or would you just go nah it's not me you have to like grow the sides back out yeah so it all blends in and I hate growing the sides out the bit that I have hair left because that's that Mr Burns look yeah. I cannot stand it like or the science teacher look like See, I do, does, but do you keep it on because I, I Psychic Glenn who's been on the show a few times has had it and he I've seen that. and he, he whipped that it off thing. I, was like, yeah. I was like wow well, yeah. <laughs> and it was like whoa but it looked to me like it's my first thing. Be if I had that, I'd sweat and it would just slip I off. Sweat, you know, and I would. Yeah. You sh- it do- it'll not slip off, but the more you sweat, the shorter a period of time you need before you reglue it. Yeah. So when it gets glued, it's like proper stuck in your head. So like it's not moving. Did you train with it on and all? Yeah, train and compete with it on and everything. Yeah. Um, but like, cause of the amount of sweating I do, you're talking like three weeks, maybe four at a push yeah. before she's starting to get loose, and then. And you just like uh, stinks. Really? Too, like, oh, I can imagine. There's a bit of a waff off yeah. it. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, and it's not like your hat where you can stick it in the washing machine. Like, yeah. You sweat it so much, <laughs> and then that made me paranoid. And yeah. then there was too much paranoia with it, and I was just like, "What are you doing, Chris?" So yeah. <laughs> I just done away with it. There was, I actually wore it at the time. I was in um, Boris Johnson invited us over to Downing Street, and um, I actually was wearing it when I went over there. Uh-huh. And his wee lad came out, yeah. and his his wee boy at the time had basically Boris hair, but yeah. on a kid and massive. Yeah. And I remember coming out, and I it it, it, it tickled me, like yeah. you know what I mean? It's like that's yeah. full Boris hair, yeah. that Wayne. And he came over, and I was talking to the Wayne and all, and I was like, um, I was like, I used to have hair like your your age and all, because I used to have big blonde hair, yeah. and all. And Boris was like, Oh, you sure you still have a good head of hair and all this hair? And I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot for a minute. <laughs> and I mean, the sound of you styling it as well probably wouldn't have been a million miles yeah. from Boris's style either. Oh, it was a mess. <laughs> but I know that's Never one thing. Well, at least I, I tried it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then it's like, you could probably, you know, like wigs you could do, because there's a guy I worked with, right? And he. He was he was losing. You could you could tell he had like you know the Alan Shearer just a bit at the front and yeah. a gap and whatever. And one day he just rocks up with one, never mentions it, mm. and it was like you know it's just inherently in you to go. You've done something different, have you? <laughs> yeah. But he he never mentioned it, yeah, and, I, yeah. and then but then he would start putting stuff up on on Facebook about how great he was looking and all, and being yeah, like yeah. my confidence is so great and all, and you just wanted to be like. It's okay. Like yeah. it's okay to have. There shouldn't be a stigma around it. No. But but there just is there is a piss take around yeah. it. Like 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 I I like you know what like five six years ago would never have done it because of the piss taking. Yeah. But like stage I'm at in life now, I really don't give a shit what anybody says, and it's something that I wanted to try and error for myself. But when I got it done, and I was first time going into the gym and stuff where everybody knew you, I was a wee bit like, mm. <laughs> and nobody, everybody was just like. Chris, I'd never seen you with your hat off. Like everybody, yeah. <laughs> there was so many. Some people knew the crack. Yeah, like a lot of people knew the crack, but like a lot of people just thought that's what I looked like with yeah. my hat off. <laughs> they didn't realise, you know, that it was our way around. Because you'd think too, like with something like that going into the gym environment, you know, where everyone's very like aware of appearances and would be very probably past remarkable. Mm. You, you'd imagine you get a bit of a slagging about it, like. But yeah. did people just go? I oh, know that's fair play to you, and just. I think, I think a lot of people was like, fair play for having the balls, like I wouldn't, but like, um, 
yeah, I, I just got to the stage where like I just used to it, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it was just like, I'm going to try this because it was one of them ones that's like, I'm going to think about it and I'm going to wonder and I'm going to wonder. But at least if I give it a go, see what I think. I can see how it's a huge thing for people. Yeah. Like, but being bald has never been a problem for me. But I could see for some people who really, you know, miss that, it's massive for yeah. them. And fuck, go and do it then. What the hell's the point of being yeah. unhappy? Like, go do it. Like, you know, but for me, it wasn't worth the work. Like, you know, I, mean? I was just like, Literally having it on and been like, oh, I might go back to number one, but like, you, you can, you yeah. just take us off. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'd be such a waste getting it all done. How, what do you want? It? Just take it down to the one place. And she's like, what the fuck? You'll see the glue, you'll see everything. What the fuck? You know? But no, it's, it's a because it's, it's a, I don't know, I think it's a weird thing with how you take yourself as a person, isn't it? I think, like, for me, I would have, when I had her, which, let's be honest, probably about five, six years ago, mm. seven, maybe, at a push. But I've always been, and I always start off with like the Zidane at the back. Mm. I'm like, it's going a bit here. And then as I got sort of older, again, it sort of correlates when, when I met my wife, had my kids. Mm. The beard started going grey, the hair started going. And then it was actually before we got married, I was going to take the hair off. But she said, just keep it for the photos. Mm. You know, at least the, the front look grand. And yeah, like, yeah. I had friends, like friends' wives and stuff. And people were like, oh, I didn't even know you were bald because they're shorter than me. Yeah, yeah. But when I sort of were tying my lace, they're like, ah. I see what's going on yeah, here. Yeah. And I think now, like I was, when I took it off, it was like, initially, the only problem was my face and like around, surrounding area was tanned. Yeah. And it was just this big fucking white Uncle Fester <laughs> head. Like. But when I got used to it and I got out, I was like, I, I like it now. And I feel yeah. like, you know, there's no, I'm not like, oh fuck, I wish I had her anymore. Yeah. And, it, and again, I don't know if that would have been the case if that was me five years ago. You know, yeah. I think I probably would have been a bit more traumatised yeah. about it and maybe looked at the cost of a transplant or something. Yeah. But, no, I'm thinking, you know what? Some right. some people it doesn't suit, like the bald look doesn't suit some people. Like I think yeah. big guys get away with a bald look yeah. quite well. Yeah. But uh, you know, some some people are unfortunate that it's just not a look for them, like but I think any big guy with a beard can rock yeah. bald head and a beard. See that's the thing, I think the beard sort of saves me a bit because I, like, I you know, I know, thank God for that. Cause <laughs> it's it, an upside down Because I, 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 I remember I did it once years and years ago, like when I was I think maybe just twenty or something. I was just shaving my head down for a bit of crack and then took it right off, but I had no beard. Mm -hmm. And I look back at those photos and I look like Uncle F it was not mm -hmm. a good look at all. If I shave my beard, I never realised I like I don't remember having this prior to like having a beard. But like sometimes I've took these notions to whack the whole beard off, and my face looks uh -huh. like a white Cadbury's button. Yeah, I never realised how round my head is. Just like yeah. a whole ball. Because <laughs> so bad looking. Like. And it changes how people like like fancy you even. Oh, 100%. Like, I shaved my beard off once for I don't know what I think it was the acting something. Because I'm a serious actor now too, guys. I haven't stressed that enough. But at the time, I shaved it all off. Mm. And Catherine had gone to the toilet during the night and saw me in the bed. She's like, I was startled. Like, fuck, I didn't. Because my brain was so used to the, the black beard. Like, yeah, yeah, saw yeah. you. And she was like, no harm to you. I, I, he gives me the ick a bit. And I was like, all right. You know, fucking hell. Still same face. But just doesn't have a beard. A lot of people are into the tashes. Like, I don't particularly like tashes. Like, but like... Yeah. Um, I when was it last year or something? I took a notion, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna see what I look like with mustache." I went and did mustache. I hated it. Yeah, like, I despise it. How I like there's a big fella the straw man, Gavin Belton, is the big tash, mm. and he looks sick. Yeah, like he looks sick with a big mustache. I just didn't like it. Yeah, like I just no. Because see, for me, the beard also shapes my face. So yeah. if I, like the mustache is, you know, you need that bit to like <laughs> yeah. sculpt you a bit. Yeah, yeah. And I think with like I I had one. 
one, and I just looked like a perv every time. You know, it's like no matter what, because I do. I think this is a weird thing that maybe I'm overthinking a little bit. I don't have a big space between my top lip and my nose, mm. so the moustache I have is never like you know, like David Seaman. He had a cracking uh, moustache, you know, but they had that big space. Yeah. I just no, you know, so it's always quite small looking, and because I'm so big, yeah. it would just look sh- it sort of shrinks around uh, the rest of me, and just it's not a good you look. You have at all. to work with what like you have and you got like like say I I just could not like I was like I can't wait that my beard grows back whenever I had the moustache but then loads of people were coming and going like oh my god I love your moustache you look uh-huh. so good with a moustache you know and I'm like it's not fucking staying man yeah no <laughs> that's cool. the thing when you know yourself what you like it's yeah. like nah I'm going back to that no matter what like even this is because to be honest a wee bit of me it was like I wonder if it comes back with a bit more co- no no more coverage <laughs> just see now I was looking at going I look like you know the guy the, out of Hellraiser the pinhead I was like nah it yeah. needs to needs to get it off again but it's because it, but the, the big thing that I have noticed and, and uh, with being bald was I need to I'd rather be you know bald and strong mm. than bald and fat I think mm. that's what whenever I saw my f- I did a show and I looked back at the footage of it and I went nah mm. I've got a big f- around I'd rather look like you know like you know if you look at a bald man you go there's a man you'd love to like Goldberg mm. you look at him and go that's a man you'd like yeah. to look a big strong bald man yeah. whereas I looked at myself and I went nah that wouldn't be for yeah. so I went straight down to the gym on the Monday joined up and got back into it and I've been there I think probably coming on a month I'm loving it mm. and it's and I feel like almost back to no I don't want to say myself but like yeah I'm feeling much much better with it now and now I'm like did you right do a powerlifting come? you know what because all your joints are still good like, aren't they? yeah, yeah but I had this is this is quite a fun story for you back in the day I used to I was a personal trainer when I was mm-hmm. a, a younger fella back really? in the day when I was about 20 21 big into it always had a big interest in fitness even still when I was at my fattest was yeah. was still like keeping an eye on the Olympia reading the articles like an, an interest but going that's that's good to know never actually implementing anything mm-hmm. just going that's and um, at the time I worked in the gym Glenn Ross worked there mm-hmm. for a period and there's two fucking stories scundered me one was they, they were doing a a show in the car park of the gym, so it was a big day. Sort of, what? I think it was, it was in a sport. It would have been yeah, so it's bad times that. Yeah, so competition. So yeah, so you. That was my first comp. Yeah, so that I was I, like fucking Jesus, twelve years ago. Yeah, would have been about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I was there like working yeah. and just out like, watching and like I helped download everything and and I was it was. I remember at one point I was there and it was me, one of the managers and and this woman. And uh, they were like, "Oh, you, 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 you're decent and strong up in the gym. Like, would you ever consider?" And I was like, "Yeah, I would. Blah. I would. I'd be interested in it." And then, but I went, "I wouldn't want to be as as bulky as that. Mm. You know, I think it, it doesn't look like Glenn can't that be." Look like Glenn Ross for strong man inspiration. Yeah, the way to go. Like, no, but like, like uh, and it was. But I remember going, oh, "He's much too big. Am I? He must have a miserable life and all being that size. Fucking, mm. I would hate that for myself." And the woman was his wife. And I was oh, like, oh no, oh, oh no. Jesus. So I was like, oh no. And I was like, I didn't mean it. I wasn't <laughs> slabbering, but I was like, you know, I wouldn't want to yeah, be that bulky. I, I think they're you know? they sort of used to And it, I was like, yeah. oh no. But then another thing he did was, like, it's one of the, the fun of fucking, at the time I was like, what a dick. But no, it's like, it was, it was good banter. I was deadlifting. And you know, whenever you're like, you're really trying to ego lift when you're mm. a young buck and you're like, right, let's go. And I was stacking, taking me ages to get the, the weights on and everything. And I was going for a decent weight and I went and I tried to, I could, you know, when you, you get it up half. And you just have to drop it, and yeah. you're like a wee bit staggered. I was like, oh, staggered, having a walk. 
and Glenn was on shift and he walks over <laughs> like again he was the only one that didn't wear the gym gym kit so yeah. he's in his tracksuit bottoms a polo shirt over he comes I'm trying to lift he just lifts it up sticks it on the squad rack and he goes put your weights away and you're finished mate and I was like fuck <laughs> you dick and he just walked away laughing so I had to strip the whole yeah. thing all down again and redo it I remember that time man. I, yeah. I, like that was that, that competition that car park was my first comp and I think I was like 19, 20 at the time like I would have been I would have been 20 um I was ultra strongest man. Yeah. And there was like, I think there was like maybe 12 guys in it, 15 guys or something like that. Um, I used to wear the black balaclavas and all that. Yeah. Then. And um, yeah, that, that was senior time. Like, I was competing in juniors and all, but that was a senior comp. But, and then I remember Glenn used to work in PT or something in the yeah. gym as well. Like, but it's mad. Like I always compare that competition in that car park with like 50, 100 people max watching. Yeah. To like my last comps with ten thousand people yeah. in arenas, like it's fucking insane. But see, even that that day, there was, there was a buzz about the place. Oh, people were, you know, and it was, but it was it was cool to like even you know because again at the time, obviously it was just like it was a commercial gym. You know, mm -hmm. most people go to you know just for va probably most most part vanity reasons. Yeah, yeah. Big lifters wasn't, no, no, no. and everyone was. It was like a fun day. It was great. Yeah. Everyone had a, had a smashing time. Strong strongman comps back then was just about like who'll pay money to be able to put on the comp yeah. do you know what I mean and they, they held it wherever you could held it whereas now like maybe smaller regional comps aren't as much but like any national like Ireland's or England's Scotland Wales and then the UK's the Britons and all like they're all arena sports now yeah. like, and it's insane like in 10 years where that the sport went yeah. to like it's unreal because that's the thing I always sort of it's one of my sort of good childhood memories is watching the, the world's strongest man it yeah. was always like guys like Hugh Gahala and the boys you know Magnus for Magnus and yeah. all those ones and I always remember like watching it growing up with my dad being like fuck this is yeah. you know cool because I was big into that and then wrestling I don't know from a, from a kid I'd be like, I just like giant yeah. physiques and Free I've always gone like yeah. it's yeah it's cool to see and yeah. like um, well, when I started strongman like it was a proper freak sport then like, yeah. because you don't have gyms with strongman equipment back then. Mm -hmm. Like we went to Glen's Yard, which was Market Hill. Yeah. And you had to go into the cow shed and lift all the equipment out of the cow shed and clean all the shite off it uh -huh. and all. And then train with it. But everything everything we trained with then was competition yeah. equipment. So it all weighed the weight of fucking yeah. competition stuff. So like the the like so the farmers were like hundred and thirty kilo farmers. Yeah. And you just had to like Try to lift them, yeah, and then walk a bit, and like try to better that the next week. There was yeah. no like let's start at like eighty and yeah, build up build or anything, up. Uh, which is probably like starting off in the sport why it like caused so many problems, like yeah. injury wise, long term. Like, but, but see a bit of me. That's the thing. I like I like the, I like almost the old school romance of a lot of things, like things like that. Going to the going to Glen's yard, working out there. He actually tried to get me to it once, and I had it almost like freak myself out of going mm. you know and again this is going to be the most pansy type excuse ever I really have sensitive hands and I just thought see when the atlas stones I like I don't want to have like to me it's a giant pumice stone and I don't want to like I get paper cuts and all like I don't need need the stress of that but he saw me doing I think I was doing a, a 90 kilogram shoulder press yeah. and he came over and he was like you could we could do something like that yeah, yeah. and I was like oh yeah and then it was just I thought you know when you when you I think what it was was when I saw that competition I was like mm. these boys are serious you know mm. maybe I'd be but it was it was fun to, and like even like the thing with Glenn like he made me like I, I'm fascinated by him I'd love to actually get him on the podcast but how he was telling like the stories he has about like being trialed for WWE and things and how he was a, a bodybuilder at one point and I remember going mm. no you couldn't you have been, and he's pictures, yeah, and he's yeah. like, 
But then he was saying like that he, at one point he was I think maybe 40, 40 stone or something, and I think yeah. he was like kicking about thirty two, and he was like, I feel great now. Yeah. I think he, when he went to the the Arnold's, like he done he done bodybuilding. That, I think that was before well before Strongman, yeah. and then got into Strongman, and there was a period there of like when he started Strongman, like like. He was just like desperate Dan, like he, but a big yeah. muscular version. Like I'd seen loads of photos of him when he was in that sort of peak, where he was just a big beast, brute of a man. Yeah. Like, but like you know, then he went to the Arnold's, and I, I think he was very head focused. Of the Arnold Strongman show, in a lot of people's opinion, is the pinnacle of strength. Mm -hmm. Like if you win the Arnold's, yeah. people would say you're stronger than winning the world's strongest yeah. man. Because it's, it's more, isn't it more like? Weights and deadlifts and, and the, yeah. the max amount of weight type yeah. of thing, and the moving events that they do have might be like ten meters. So yeah. like at world strongest man, they might do like a four hundred and fifty kilo yoke for twenty meters, mm -hmm. whereas at the Arnold's they might do like ten meters, but it could be five hundred and fifty six hundred kilos. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And then it's max deadlift, max logs and stuff, max dumbbells. Um, it is um, everybody has got their own opinion, but for me, like what is testing the strongest man in the world would be the Arnold's over the world's. Yeah. But I think the, what the world's does would be, be keeping a dynamic and fitness approach to it is good too for yeah. the health of athletes. But <coughs> yeah, I think that's what Glenn's main focus on was trying to win that. Um, and he went and he came third. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Um, and like. What what he what he done in strength like nobody can no matter what your opinion is of Glenn, um, but what he done as an athlete like over the years mm -hmm. is incredible. Like and, that's what this, everybody will yeah. always respect that their side of him. Because you know? that's what they said about him that he was one of the strongest men I've ever lived. Still, mm -hmm. you know, like statically. Statically, yeah, like he's part. I can't remember what's part of in total and stuff like that yeah. is, but it's part of in total is fucking ridiculous too. Like you know, um, but do you think if he would have been say American? And had access to because obviously at, at at a point he probably would have just been one of the very few mm. locally probably to that level of yeah. powerlifting. So if he had was say somewhere like a training in America, living out there, training with all the sort of the regular strongmen where there's mm. more of a scene. Like obviously the scene now here has come on a lot, yeah. but back then it probably would have been very basic with it. Yeah, yeah. There there wasn't as many but like I suppose back then you would have went to. You know, Britons and stuff like that. There, like even in Ireland's, would have been a handful of boys. Like, you know, a lot of people would argue, um, and rightly show that Brian Irwin was stronger than Glenn ever mm -hmm. was, and he was more. I think he was more successful in World's Strongest Man and stuff than what Glenn was. You know, he's a Belfast man yeah. from Shankill, and um, was still competing in Giants live shows and and um, still competing at a high level of strongman, um, just up until maybe he retired like four or five years ago um, and they had a big rivalry with each other um, and it's always you know so like I think overall in the wide spectrum what Glenn achieved was much bigger but like Ryan was definitely like up there mm -hmm. too and then you had Dave Warner from Balmain who was the world's strongest man athlete as a whole package again you could argue that Dave was a better yeah. strongman because he was fit he could move he was fast like farmers and stuff like that there he was good but he was also strong as a bull like, yeah. you know what I mean um, but there's there's been a lot of but I guess Glenn got UKs in and won UK something like five six years in a row or something like that there before he eventually mm -hmm. retired you know and now he just runs shows and stuff but um, now the, the, the matter of what is to say you think of Glenn he, his sporting career as an athlete you can uh -huh. only but respect it like you know it's incredible yeah. what he done like 
that's all I really yeah. have to yeah. say. I know. <laughs> what a, what a fella. It's like, I felt there was a wee bit of juice when we come in there. I was like, oh, is But, yeah. uh, yes, uh, you know what? He's a piece of shit for doing what he did to me. So, there you have it. You know, lifting the... Yeah. Took me for, and I didn't even do it anymore. I think I did like twenties or something like that. But, um, but that's the, another thing I wanted to ask you about. I uh, watched the documentary about Eddie Hall. Mm. So, th- it was about his obviously his sort of competition with Thor has been you know probably pushed strongman with the boxing and other stuff to yeah. like another level. How where's the limit of where strongman goes? Because obviously the weights and the lifts are. Get going higher and higher. Is there a mm. point where you, where it's going to plateau? Like, are are the likes of Thor and Eddie Hall are they the best strongmen that there have ever been, mm. or like the likes of Brian Shaw and and Marius Pujanowski, people like that, or is it just um, the more weight you lift, or where's the, where's the plateau in that? Where will people just get bigger and will it keep going? I, I think I think we will see stronger people than Thor, Eddie, um, Brian. I think we, we don't think we've seen the best yet. The reason I say that is that like strongman has developed massively in the past ten years, mm-hmm. like massively. Um, within that past ten years, Eddie and the likes of Eddie and Thor were developing as it was developing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So if you get a newcomer coming into the sport now, mm-hmm. say you're getting somebody coming in at eighteen, nineteen, they're coming in with all this research, all this mm-hmm. help, all this support. Um, all this knowledge which they didn't have mm-hmm. they were learning as they went so like <coughs> if you're coming onto the scene now as a young lad I think if you have the genetics and if you have the capability and if you have the money then I think you have the ability to um, become better mm-hmm. than what they were um, it's just like guys who are in the sport right now being able to do that it's sort of like you need a blank canvas yeah. with all the information and start from scratch rather than be in it and then try to, you yeah. know, try to like become the best. For me, like Zadrunas was the strongest man he ever lived. Like, yeah. Closely followed by Brian Shaw, um, and it, you know, there's, it's always like you, you can always go backwards and forwards, but everybody's their own opinions. But yeah. I think what, what Zadrunas had done and the the length of his career and stuff like that there. Um, if you if you read his book and stuff like that as well, when he was a young lad. Um, I don't know the incidents or the history of it, but I think it was something to do when he was left Lithuania. It was under Soviet Soviet law, yeah. yeah. So they weren't allowed to do weights training, mm-hmm. or allowed to do anything sport based. So he went into like a hidden gym and yeah. trained in a hidden gym to be able to mm-hmm. get the world's strongest man, which is insane. Like. But like he, and he him like as see with in terms of like Zdrina Zaviska, isn't it? He yeah. was like when he was the world's strongest man. He was sort of. Like then he he sort of came after say Pujanovsky. So when Pujanovsky was really cut, yeah. and you always look at him going. Well, what sort of happened was strongman in around that time area divided. Uh-huh. So Efsa strongman came along, mm-hmm. and they had a World Series, and they were basically paying athletes money. Yeah. So whereas World Strongest Man, there was no money in it. So yeah. all of a sudden money came along and Strongman, and all the best went for EFSA. Yeah. Like, genuinely, the best guys all went to EFSA, yeah. like, and left the big pull of people at Worlds, uh-huh. and that's where um, Marius got his run for a while. Right, okay. So he got a run of, like, you know, Sadrunas was away. Yeah. Um, like, Travis Hortmeyer was another one that went. Sven Carson, I think, went. There was a, there was a lot of boys went um, to EFSA that were the known as the top guys for maybe three, four years mm-hmm. until EFSA closed up and then they came back to the Worlds. Yeah. So that's where I always sort of like find the Morris title hard. Yeah. 
because yeah. like, he did like don't worry he still beat good athletes but he didn't beat everybody in the world for like the darts and years. the BDO and things but yeah, like the yeah, lakeside's yeah. just not quite and it, yeah. it's good that that's never happened again a strong man yeah. like there's never been I think in Ireland they tried it for a while where we weren't allowed to compete for any other competitions and stuff like that there it was like and I always think to myself like all right, if you're paying me ten grand a year or something, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? If, if you're paying athletes, and you could do that, but yeah. like, you can't sign athletes under contracts, and they can't compete. Or I remember they tried it in Ireland for a while, and it was just an absolute shit show. But it's good that that's never came in the strongman again, where you've been tied to do yeah. comps and stuff like that. There, you can, you're free to go and do what you want to do and compete mm-hmm. where you want to compete. Um, and then that way, if people don't show up, they don't show up. You yeah. can't. You know, yeah, you still are. If you win a, if you go to World Strongest Man, you go to Ireland's Strongest Man. That year, you beat the athletes that are in front of you, and if you win, that's your mm-hmm. title, and that's it. Yeah. But I think whenever athletes had to make decisions like that, there, both financially and career-wise, then I think it's a wee bit like, mm-hmm. you know, were yeah. you the World Strongest Man really? Yeah. Like, you know. But see, he was one that was probably crossover because of his physique too. Mm-hmm. You know, so probably oh, he'll do like Muscle and Fitness magazine, mm-hmm. and then that's when you look at like his build. And then you look at Saviscus and you go, like, see him now? He's like, I look at him and go, how's he got to the shape he's in now? Because he's almost like, like uh, he looks very athletic because he had that big, the big turtle shell yeah, tummy. Yeah, yeah. And then now he's almost like, you see the vascularity in yeah, him and all. And you're like, what's he doing? Because same with Eddie Hall and Thor, how their yeah. weights have, have dropped. Like, as somebody now it's like interested in trying to lose weight, they're yeah. going, how do these boys... Yeah go from being that having that much lean mass and I think the, the main thing is that you just don't like to be that size like the calorie intake is horrific and the minute you drop that you start to lose yeah. like fast like <coughs> you know what I mean um, whenever I, re- I retired earlier this year like I, I realised for a while I was like you're not training the way you used to train mm-hmm. you're not lifting the way you used to lift but you're still sort of eating the way you used to yeah. eat <laughs> so I had to sort of take appetite depressants there to sort of cut my appetite down a wee bit yeah. to like get used to eating like a normal person's food for a while like you know and what's that that sort of step like so when you made the decision to retire were you was were you, was you content with it you were was your decision you weren't sort of forced to do through injury or anything or I wasn't like I, I retired before and came back yeah and I wasn't happy with it then um, this time, like, I genuinely happy. Like, you know, it's like, um, like, uh, I think the times before I used to watch competitions and be like, oh, I could beat yeah. that boy, mm-hmm. I could do this, I could do that. And you sort of came back and stuff. But as now I look at it and I'm like, you know, you're sort of pleased to see people lifting and doing well and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I run a junior powerlifting club and I had them away at a comp a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, the buzz was there and yeah, it would be great to go out and lift and stuff. And, I was having a bit of banter with Ricky Mullen, like, you know, we were sort of calling each other out and stuff like that there, but then I'm like, nah, like, you know, I got out of the sport whenever I'm fit and healthy mm-hmm. and, like, relatively injury-free, apart from, like, a couple of back issues and stuff, you know, so I, I want to, like, continue that, like, you know, yeah. I don't want to go back in until, you know, I, I retire injured or badly injured or mm-hmm. I die, do you know what I mean? And yeah. There is a wall in my gym with friends that aren't here uh-huh. anymore, whether it's you see you could say it's through the sport or for what, but yeah. the sport didn't help, like you know what I mean. Yeah. So um, no, I, I'm really content now to be retired, like and, and and enjoying the retirement side of things, and um, I'm gonna go back and play American football, um, which I did before and really enjoyed, but it was always one of them ones of like 
I can't do American football and do straw man because yeah. some boy wipes me out and I fucking yeah. at the weekend and puts me out of straw man training for yeah. about six months. Like it's not worthwhile. Like, but now I can go and, and I just enjoy it and have a bit of crack there. See, that's a, that's the thing. Like with, it's good that because sometimes when you hear about people retiring from something that's obviously as all encompassing to be a professional at that elite level of strongman it has to just be your life mm. so see whenever you, you you flick that switch you're retired do you still have how do you sort of move that kind of competitiveness or that drive do you put that into other elements or if you just kind of going you know what i was you know this mindset was freaky like mm. and, and yeah. you have to step away from it or are you yeah. like that intense about other things i, I think like like for, for a lot of athletes there was a lot of my career was spent using training is like self-medicating from a mental mm-hmm. health and stuff. Yeah. Like I think that was a huge thing. You know, like I used to like train to like mad extremes, and I look back at it now and be like, that was a lot of like self-harm almost. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like lifting until you you passed out and stuff, and like you know, like lifting weights till there was blood pissing out of you and stuff like yeah. that. There, like it was it was self-harm in yeah. many ways. Like, um, and like I think as my mental health got better through along that journey, I'd, I'd stopped mm-hmm. training that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There was no, there, that wasn't in me anymore. And then, um, like whenever I retired the last time and then came back, I just knew all along it was like you're not training with the the, the heart the way you used to, yeah. and like the dedication the way you used to, and like I was going to bed at night and I was worried that I wouldn't wake up, you know, because that yeah. had happened to friends of mine. Mm-hmm. They went to bed just totally fine and then somebody went up the next morning to find them dead yeah and i, I generally go to bed every night like being like i don't want to die tomorrow yeah. like you know i want to wake up tomorrow and be with my husband and all like you know what i mean um and I, yeah i think i got like built a, a very close relationship with family and my husband and my close friends over the last you know four or five years like really close relationships where it was like this is more important than sport, yeah. do you know what I mean? And strongman is such a selfish sport too, you know what I mean? And it's not like, you know, if you have family and stuff like that there and you have, you have people, you know, that come first, because I always, whenever I'm doing talks and stuff like that there, I, I always talk about, like, you know, when people say, I give it 100%, like, yeah. I give it my all, I give it my everything and all. Yeah. And it's like, but did you? Yeah. You know I mean? like, yeah. I, I was at an expo a while ago and, I sat and was listening to these sort of like motivational speakers and fuck they were awful like <laughs> they were so bad like and this one guy was a I don't know if he was a bodybuilder or what the hell it was he'd done and he was like I give 100% I give 100% every day I get up I give 100% to my sport and I give 100% like I was just I kept saying 100% it was, yeah. it was triggering me <laughs> yeah. like, I was like 100%. so the next thing the guy was like anybody any questions and I stood up and I was like in what way do you give 100% to like, yeah. <laughs> your bodybuilding he's like it's just Every day, twenty four seven, all I do, all yeah. I do, and I was like, all right. I was like, have you got a partner or what? Yeah. And he was like, you have a girlfriend. I was like, all right. He said, you close to your family? And he said, yeah, yeah. And he was a personal trainer. Yeah. And I said, you give one hundred percent to bodybuilding and your sport. Yeah. That means there's zero zero percent for your girlfriend, zero yeah. percent for your business, and zero percent for your family. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like I run a really successful business, yeah. and my girlfriend gets. But then I said, you don't give one hundred percent your no. sport, mate. Yeah. I was like, your your effort is divided into your time. Yeah. I was like, so where does your time go? Do you know what I mean? And, he sat and, exp- and I think a lot of people sort of, <laughs> like in sport and in people who are self-employed in business and people with family, 
no matter what it is you do, you have to realise that you can't be the best at everything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If somebody thinks they're the best possible athlete they, 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 they could be, and the best possible businessman, and the mm -hmm. best possible family man, no, you're not. Yeah. One of them is, or only one of them is what you're best at. Yeah. And the rest are following suit because of that. Yeah. So if I was to go in the strongman and put my efforts in the strongman to be the best strongman, mm -hmm. I know I wouldn't be the best businessman, I know I yeah. wouldn't be the best husband, and I know I wouldn't be the best family man, mm -hmm. because strongman would be coming first, yeah. and then business has to come second. So family, friends, you know, your partner, yeah. they unfortunately are all the ones that are way down the line. Yeah. And there's been so many, like I've done strongman for 13 years, and between strongman and business, there's been loads of selfishness, do you know what yeah. I mean, to make that happen. Yeah. And it's just a time where I just love and care about my family too much, where it's like, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, I'm going to put you guys first, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like our time together, our relationships together and stuff. And then put the rest of that focus on the business and making business better, you know. Yeah. But it, you get a time, like everybody's a time where that comes through. Yeah. Like, did you watch the... Fury series. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah, like, he's in the bad way with all that carry yeah. on. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's, and I, I get like when I was watching him, like I could get where he was at. Yeah. Like, I could get what was going on in his life. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's just like, but you you have to realize that you just can't keep going till you drop. Like, yeah, you know, because you probably won't drop. You but have then, to get a day. You're going to be okay to walk yeah. away. Like, but he's like, it was it was weird watching him because like, obviously he has his his ways you know and, and like he needs to be running you yeah. know that's just part that keeps him because yeah. obviously you saw what happened to him whenever he kind of retired the first time and the weight played on he was, and, and again he's not being the best husband dad he could be sometimes I'm watching him going fuck I couldn't get away with that and then my wife very quickly goes yeah but you're also not bringing 50 million home from the night's work you know I'd be lucky to bring 50 quid some of these places yeah. but it's like you know with with like with, with, with sport like I have a, a friend of mine who's was a professional rugby player for years and he's retired now I think he's managed to do it quite well but it's like it's weird to know that that's your mm -hmm. span at a certain thing mm -hmm. like with boxing he probably has maybe max probably three four fights in him yeah, yeah. if that because yeah. he's, he's, he says he's retired but I'm sure you, you probably have that if you're that level of any sport you'll still have the drive and you'll want he'll, he'll want to unify the titles I'm sure yeah, that'll yeah. be a thing that when I mean, you do that retire yeah. but then it's like it's that step to know how to occupy your time and I don't know if he has enough on going that, that lights the fire the same way yeah. as the boxing does I think his boxing and his training has just been self-medicating for his mental mm -hmm. health Yeah, I think that's why he can't step away yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, you could see everything that was going on with him in that documentary. All right. The documentaries are they go and how they're edited and stuff like that there but the bet for me when he was watching um when he was watching the other guy fighting and stuff, yeah. and he was like losing it, you know, he's flipping out. Yeah. And it was just like, it just, there's actually a condition for it. There's there's, there's a psychological name for it. I, I learned about it years ago, but the hell have I got to remember? It was a big long stupid name um, about athletes who step away. Uh -huh. And it, it was very closely compared by, compared to people who were in the military, uh -huh. the same thing. You're, you know, sort of at this level of structure and, um, you know, respect and all the rest of it, and then you go from this here to retiring, and then you drop down, and it's just like, what the hell do they do now? Yeah. There's an actual term for it, um, and yeah, I think that's a really hard thing for for athletes yeah. to sort of get right, like you know. Um, 
and it's, it's mad as well. You think, yeah, the amount of money. Like, he was still doing tours and all. Like, yeah. It wasn't a dude but not being famous anymore. Yeah. Like, the fame was still there. Yeah. It was the actual sport. Yeah. That's what was driving him crazy. It wasn't the fame. Like, you yeah. could still, you could still fill arenas for yeah. people signing photos with him and fill events and all. Yeah. It was the actual sport. And yeah. I don't think it would matter to him if it was like, in a gym training for a fight in a car park yeah. or in an arena. Yeah. It was the actual sport. Like, yeah. They still had him, like, you yeah. Know? But it's it's a weird thing fighting that because in, in a different way with stand up I remember at one point before I'd met met Catherine or anything I'd sort of been like right this is what I want to do this is what I want to the be all and end all mm. thing I want to get as good as I can now at that point not great you know it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't good at all and then whenever I found I sort of found whenever I had the kids I remember having a having a discussion with Mickey at Woodsy's wedding so mm. both of us were blocked and we're and he was like you need to give stand-up your all but at the time I was like well it'll never be number one mm. now behind my wife and kids because so yeah. like, no matter what since I have a kid I'm like you know and my thought was that as much as I love like, and I love it and I'm really enjoying doing it at the minute and things are going really well and I'm totally in love with the act of stand-up but if I never did get another gig again and I stopped I'd still have the kids yeah, you know I'd yeah. still have my wife to go back to so it's that thing like you're saying you know with with the strong man you can do that for you know it, it would be a you a you thing pushing that yeah. but then if you step back your family yeah. your husband still be there you yeah. know and then they and it's just trying to I suppose have that I, I'm lucky like I it, and this is where I'm always thankful to the sport it gave me a fucking great life yeah like I'm one of the ones who really lucky I got a great life out of strong man like you know what uh -huh. I mean and like and the things that came off the back of it with like the TV shows the reality TV shows like just you know celebrity and all the rest of it like you know like all that stuff that came off the back of Strongman, like all the Bear Strong stuff and all as well. I'm really lucky that I actually yeah. made a career and a life out of it. Um, but a load of people go into it, compete, get injured, come out and laugh a fuck up or yeah. injury, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm sort of lucky that way that, you know, I've retired now, but like I've made that big a brand out of it all. Yeah. That I can just crack on, like, you know, and keep working at it, like. And in terms of that, what's the next sort of step? What are the goals that you have? Fucking right. <laughs> nice. What's the bastard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally, like, I've hardly read a book my whole yeah. life. So now to write one. Yeah. And I was like, this is no word of a fucking lie, mate. I was like, um, I was a good, like, 90 pages into it. Uh -huh. Lost the whole thing on my laptop. Couldn't recover it or nothing. Oh you see when you restart, uh, you can't remember shit. Like, yeah. I couldn't remember like how I started it, so I just had to start from scratch all over again. How but long I, did that take? Because I would, me, that would it took I, me fucking forever. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> I, was, I had like, it was, like I was paying to get it all proofread because yeah. I I write oh, things man. down as I speak. Yeah. So like oh. I was having to get people to proofread it yeah. because like fucking anybody else who's not from Lauren needs to be able to understand it and like <laughs> I, oh, I was I was I, it was one of them ones do you ever have something so bad that happens you're just like right move on and you just yeah. move on you don't you don't yeah. get angry about it because it's just yeah. too much to handle I would say that fuck it's move done. on yeah, yeah and it, oh, I, was, I was so pissed off so I started from scratch I'm sort of glad I started from scratch because I think the first one um, the, the only book I sort of read right through like recently um, I read a lot of Nicholas Sparks books when I was like yeah. a bit early 20s, which is weird. No book, I, got, yeah. Yeah, I got really into the Nicholas Sparks book. Uh, I read that. You don't write your book like that. It is, no, it's no, about no, you. It's not like, yeah, it's, I was going to say, yeah, like, <laughs> it's romance novels. XXX romance novels. Uh, that would actually be fun to do too. Like. Yeah. But um, no, the, so I read um, Joe Marlott's, mm. you know, the 
prop for England. Ah, yes, Joe Mara. His ah, book's yeah. fucking class. He's a, ma- he's a wing nut, though, isn't he? He's, yeah, yeah, but in a bastard. great way. Like, yeah. But his book is fucking brilliant. Like, mm. if you have any type of rugby background, read his book because yeah. it's oh, it's so relatable. Like, all he talks is about, like, you, you, like, you know the way you're sitting talking there about, like, like strongman idols and stuff yeah. like that? His idols in rugby is based on the sesh. Yeah. Like how they yeah. handle a sesh. Yeah. And how they Justin Leonard, number yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, he was in it, though. Oh, there yeah. was, who else was what he was talking to? He had some boy that was, was it Jason Leonard? It he, might have been Jason Leonard. Whenever he ha, he got in his call up to England and he had to like get somebody who shadowed him, like a yeah. senior shadowed him, and he went and met him in the pub. Uh-huh. And because oh. he arrived late to the pub, the boy was like, I'm too far gone, mate. You may come back yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was uh, his book's class. So, like, yeah, reading his book, I was a wee bit like, yeah, I like his style, like how it's like him telling a story. Uh-huh. And then I read Will Smith's book, got about halfway through it, and I was uh-huh. just like, I was just like, you're full of shit. So, yeah. I stopped. Good. the whole book was like, he started off the part of the book where he told you he likes to make things up and tell stories. Yeah. And then you're halfway through the book and you're like, what the fuck's real here? What the fuck's <laughs> yeah. real? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying doing it. It's getting time to do it and all. Like, but I've, I've caught up back on a lot of events now this year. I was saying to you, I want to do more podcasting and like concentrate yeah. my book and stuff. I would have liked they've got it out for Christmas, but that's never going to happen. Yeah. Like, uh, but I, I enjoy doing it. Like, it's nice to like, um, like basically, it's like it's not a story of my life. Right? I don't want to go down that route. Yeah. Um, it's like. It's, so it's trying to help people their mindset and stuff but yeah. each chapter is like so I recently done a chapter about loyalty mm-hmm. um, like not loyalism no, no. <laughs> loyalty <laughs> so my idea was like if you were ever like say if you were ever going through like a stage of your life where you're like struggling with something yeah. or you got hurt by something or there's just something playing in your mind that there'll go be a chapter in that book that you yeah. can read right okay you, know you, you can read the whole book if you want but like you can go straight to that chapter like maybe somebody has been really disloyal to you, you can go to that chapter about loyalty yeah. and you can read it all and that'll help you at that time of your life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? See, that's a good show because there's a book that I, I've read called The Tools of Titans, which mm-hmm. is a good book and it has sort of like elite level people in different fields mm-hmm. right? and they have like a, a, you know, so you can go back to it. Yeah. Which I think it's good because when you're done with the book, you're, it's it's a doorstop though, yeah, so yeah, it's good yeah. to have one that you yeah. can reference and yeah. and sort of and draw from, which yeah. is, is always nice. So yeah. Yeah. So no, it's good, like, but it's it's hard. Like, like I, I've ADHD, so like, for me to focus down in, yeah, and, and, and like concentrate on it, like, you know, I need like everything out of my life has to disappear for two yeah. hours and just focus on it. So it's like, phone goes into our room, like, you know. I see when you're like that too. Whenever you're in it, do you like fuck? I need to make a cook here while I'm in the zone, or, yeah. or you can lose that quickly. Do you find like you need to be? Yeah, like if I if I sit, I need to like sort of. I need to sort of like do like a full chapter at a time uh-huh. because if I walk away and I come back and it's like I need to reread everything I just done there because I can't yeah. remember any of it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, yeah, <coughs> it's, I, I'll be I'll be happy when it comes out and stuff because like every time I do talks and stuff, everybody's afterwards like, where can we buy your book? And I'm like, oh, yeah. fucking book! Like, do you know what I mean? And yeah. That's how it sort of came about. Was doing the cruise ships, and like everybody who came and listened to me in the cruise ship they kept saying to me you need to write a book you need to write a book like I'd love to read your book you need to write a book and I'm like I can't read a book so it is like one of the hardest tasks I've ever had to done like yeah. set up a business is easier than reading a yeah. book and then for other people I know like it's easy for them like but for me it's like it's fucking hard yeah but I, I, I will be proud like when I get it finished and how's it coming along is it are you getting there do you feel like you're I feel it's like halfway right okay but nobody's read it yet 
so they could go from halfway to fucking yeah. start again because there's, there's nothing I hate more than whenever like you've written something and you're like send it off and you're like that's yeah. the shit and then you go four pages of notes what the fuck I'm going to do this shit you know? so I don't want notes I just want yeah. some her to fix it yeah. there's no point in saying to me Chris this doesn't make sense because I read it and I'd be like fuck it makes sense to me yeah. <laughs> if that doesn't make sense to you you need to be the one to change I it. love that they use the phrase we need, they need to de-learn it so mm. they, need to, they need to make so that people can read it outside of Lauren please that's yeah, someone that's, yeah, de-learn yeah, it for me yeah I, I was paying a company to do that for a while, but then I have a friend there, I think she's going to do it for me now. Like, um, But I want to get like properly like finished, and then I don't mind going back over it again, rather than like get chapters changed and visit back yeah. to it and then get confused and stuff. I think you just want to get it all done, and then at least if anything happens to me tomorrow, there's this book of like, yeah. Lauren gibberish. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren people could crack the code for yeah. you, like, do you know what I mean? But you see, see with that, obviously you spoke about the guy, Mr. 100%, um, and with doing the talks in the book, what's your like? What's your message, or what is it you're trying to put out there with the talks and with the with the book? Depends who, well, well with, with the book, I think it's like, um, like I want to call the book, but, well, my idea of the name of the book at the moment is Becoming Bear Strong. Mm-hmm. So Bear Strong means a lot of different things, a lot yeah. of different people. The, the meaning of the word Bear Strong is to bear the burden of others. Yeah. So that's to me what bear strong means. Uh-huh. It's like you're taking on other people's burdens and trying to help them the type of thing. Um but a lot of people take different meanings out of bear strong. Um but like I think with the the book I just want it to be a thing that bears people's lives in some way, shape or yeah. form. Do you know what I mean? Like I, if you read it, I'm not expecting you to read it and like totally transform your life because I don't think any book or or any person has the power to do that. But if you just take stuff away from that, which betters your life a bit, mm-hmm. then that's what's all about. And that's the exact same with my talks and my seminars and stuff. It's like if you listen to me for an hour and you can take two really good pieces away that you can put into play that better your life, mm-hmm. fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like that that's worth a lot of dough, like, do yeah. you know what I mean? To, to anyone, like, you know. And it's 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 what people's done with me. Like, um, um I just got a brain fart now as well. Les Brown. Les uh-huh. Brown was a huge like character in my life like yeah. listening to him never met him never I was going to go to one of his seminars but it's like three grand I did yeah. it by three grand like. what's the business of being isn't it four pounds you go see like, a gig like, yeah. like, <laughs> 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 I was like I think he was down in Dublin it was like somebody told me it was like I know you're well into Les Brown and all and I was like oh yeah and he was like he's coming to Dublin I was like oh I'll buy a ticket and I went on and it was like it's like three and a half K like. and I was like oh I'll just I want to come out four stone lighter or something at least <laughs> directly from that you know with, with a full head of hair that's what a change I want if I'm paying three and a half grand yeah. and I don't get me wrong I, I get it like in some way shape or form like you know but like I just listen to YouTube one more time like you know but he, yeah. he, was, he was huge for me like different parts of my life um, and yeah I think podcast is the thing that I've got into a lot over the past yeah. couple of years majority of podcasts that I listen to are like comedy based podcasts because yeah. of, I like how it lifts your mood. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And you, in your downtime and stuff. And it's like um, I think the comedy ones is that you stop thinking about work and stuff like that yeah. for a while and like de-stress and all. Yeah. So I'd listen to like podcasts and motorbike and stuff like that. Yeah. There. Um, but then I listened to um, Diary of the CEO. Like he's yes. a lot of fucking good guests on. See, that, you know, right? I, I that's one that, that I would listen to quite yeah. a bit. And he gets some fucking class guests. Yeah. Like like some really. Did you listen to that? Her from fucking Google. 
But the AI, the AI. Yes, AI. that scared me. That one, fuck I didn't right, it scared me. Like, nah, I was no. like, right, fuck, fuck, get the credit cards maxed out. Yeah, there, fuck, we're all gonna yeah. be dead at the end no, of this year anyway. Like, it's terrible. And like, it was whenever she said, it's like, it's come on this amount, but it's only gonna multi- like the advancements in AI yeah. are like, it'll be a hundred percent more advanced in like no time. And you're like, Do you know oh, the well. bit that freaked me out? But that was right for me. It was like, right, if you if you made if you were just fart, farting around, right, and you made this bomb, uh-huh. and you were like. Oh fuck! I yeah. just made a nuclear bomb, and you went down to the Peter station. Yeah. And you were like, "Here, boys, I just made a fucking nuclear yeah. bomb up there." And they were like, "Fuck off, mate!" Yeah. You know, they were like, "No, but it's going to explode. And it's going to yeah. kill all of Northern Ireland." And they were like, <coughs> "Shut up, Dave, and go." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's literally what this guy yeah. and Google had done. He had made AI, and he's like, "Guys, this is going to this is going to take over the world. Like, this is yeah. going to fuck the world up." And everybody's like, "Shut up, Dave. Yeah. You know, what are you on about?" Are oh, you fucking think you're classing all day? Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. like, "No, seriously, I built this. You need to shut it down right now." Yeah. And they're like, "Shut up, mate. What are you on about?" But then it was whenever she was saying that you need to, we need to learn how to deal with it. That was when I went, what? Like, we need to know how to, that we, like, it was, you know, she, didn't she say it was like a dog and a master? We need to always be the master yeah. of it. But then if it keeps going. Like, I hate to always reference James Cameron, but that guy is a time traveller. He yeah. predicted, he did Avatar and he did the term, like the Terminator's real life now, yeah, which yeah. is mental. Yeah, I, I was talking, Scary. talking to a fellow the other day, you know, and initially he, he says to me, you know, about, um, how common like you you think right whenever we were like teenagers social uh-huh. media wasn't a big thing no MSN you know, would have been yeah but how much data would have been on the internet at you at that age oh little like f- next yeah. to fuck all but now this this generation and the generation coming who are turning yeah. eight to 18 have yeah. the biggest amount of data on the internet that AI and all the rest of it has yeah. access to and like you know, I'm not just saying it's wrong or the rest of it, but it's just it's it's fuel for thought. Like all the pictures that gets uploaded of children uh-huh. and all the rest of it now. Yeah. Of like where you're at, the mm-hmm. times, the place, who you're with, who the yeah, company you're in, and all. That's all data. Yeah. And it's just collecting and collecting and collecting. And when they turn 18, going into their adult life, like systems that aren't even here today yeah. have a lot of shit on them. Like, see, that's what I get stressed out about. See, my girls, I'm like, I just hope technology's not. F- you know, shit for them and hope they're not that's uh, terrifying. It's either going to be amazing in 10 years yeah. or it's going to be like absolute hell on earth. Like, because you think like 10 years ago, like, like, like when we were, we were, what age are you? 37. Yeah. Just so turned. like, same, well, I'm 35, but like when we were at uh-huh. school, it was like Nokia 10s and yeah. shit like that there. Like, 32 you know, 10s, yeah. Yeah. So we didn't, like, yeah. That, have you seen that Galaxy flip phone thing? Yeah. Seen that at the airport the other day, yeah. where it's like a wee thin phone, you fucking yeah. fold it like a thing, and it's like a full TV. I need, I need to tell people some stuff about that particular phone. It has a limited amount of folds. Do you know that? Five thousand folds apparently, and then the screen cracks. Yeah. So whenever I was in, Balls. I got got my phone upgraded, and they were like, yeah. Then. So they were like, oh, and we were looking at that. I was like, that looks cool. And the guy behind the shop was like, yeah. So there's a, like they've got more folds in it now. I think it does like fifty. But then you think how many times. Like five thousand folds. You think every time you look at your yeah. phone, you're probably looking at your phone. Well, I suppose you can you can do stuff in the front of it. You're only really yeah. opening it up to like you you would open her up a good ten times a day. Yeah, easily if not, you know, because I would always keep Which it shut. Three thousand six hundred a year. Yeah. Aye. Yes, yeah, so you're and, and if two you years max, like. Oh, but then if you if you have a couple of twenty days there, you know what I mean. You're I'd be fucking raging. I'd be imagine opening it in a break. I fucking lose the head. <laughs> fucking piss me off! And they're like, "Yeah, well, it actually says the small print." Well, fuck the small print. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I'm not fucking having any of that. But no, the AI stuff that just gives me serious. Aye, it's it's one of them ones that we should worry about it. But 
fuck it, there's there's a lot of shit. I'm just nosing, there's a lot of bigs in this table. Yeah. And I just did Big Bear as well. Yeah, who's there? other bigs, big, who's that, Dave? That's Big Demo. Big Demo? Yeah. And there was a big around here as well. No, well, Big big Demo, he was great as well. He was, uh, he's a wrestler. And he was in, and yeah, who's, I don't know who drew the big dick there, but there's a couple of dicks, a couple of bigs and a couple of dicks. Kieran Bartlett drew a dick, which I mean, I don't know, what, like his dick is, the dick he has drawn is small, but the, the, it's like a fountain out of it, so there's a lot of, I don't know, maybe a big ball, small Butler dick. go for like a floppy dick? Or like I don't know, I don't know, I, that, I think that's his actual signature. Looks like it's a, <laughs> I don't know, there's like a couple of devil horns in there, but weird. You know, he's, he's not, but he's an Aubrey man, Butler, but we love him. Yeah. Um, speaking of Aubrey men, I have a couple of questions, and there he goes, talking to Devil, he sent me something. So, hey, Butler. Butler, yeah. Um, Butler put up a thing on his, his Instagram ages ago. I can't remember what somebody had sent him a comment or something about um, all the good guys are gay or something yeah. out there, no reference to him. Yeah. I didn't know the crack, so I yeah. sent him a thing being like, <laughs> <laughs> being like what was it? Homo's one hit his nail or something yeah. like that. <laughs> 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 There's no fault putting it up. Like, yeah. I just assumed that he was. <laughs> I mean, you know what? He's got, you know, he can, it's an easy mistake to make. Mm, it you is. know, it is. But um, that's. You said that, yeah, not me. <laughs> you know, it's, but he said that a few times. He's like, that. He's like, you know, so a lot of people think I'm gay, and I'm sort of like, yeah, I mean, I can, yeah, you can see why. You know? <laughs> see when you put up the stuff with you in the wee vest singing Grace. No, like, you like it. But it was all that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say them that now. I'm gonna say that. Hey, Chris was on. He was saying that, um, you know, a lot of people now are saying you're, you're gay, and it's known that you're I gay. Just say a lot of people yeah. are just saying. <laughs> <Let me laughs> I thought it was based on his. Uh, here, have you seen that um, the new uh, Expendables has been announced? Big Ellie no. Hall's in it. Oh, nice. Um, and what's he look? What's his shape now? Is he, he got in the bodybuilding. He filmed that a while ago, but uh-huh. Sylvester Stallone fucking flips him over the top of his head. Yeah. Like rugby tackles him yeah. and flips him over the back of his head. That's on the trailer, so yeah. it's not a spoiler. Like. That's, an e- that's an ego move from Sylvester there. He's like yeah. seven. Yeah. Oh, flip that boy. <laughs> but he's a fucking, he's another mad one. Like, see the. Like him and Arnold, those boys would be in the ship. And who, who else is he? Frank Zane is in ridiculous shape now still. Yeah. And he's just like in his 70s. And like, I've started listening to, to Michael Hearn's podcast, actually. It was one of the ones, because again, I, I have, we would spoke off air about this, but I have changed my mind. Now I'm, I'm back in the gym and I'm trying to, mm. but I, and I find like when I'm doing that, I have to listen to people that are like, they know. Yeah, the, it's the, you the know, same thing, yeah. The, yeah. And that's it. And like, Hearing him chatting about stuff, it's like wow. Like, because again, my my problem always in the past would have been I have to like eat eat rice, chicken, mm. broccoli, and then all of a sudden, I think it was Catherine Game was like, "You're not a pro athlete. You're not mm. a bodybuilder. If you just eat less shit, yeah, you yeah, lose." Yeah. Weight. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, fair point." You know that that is like like I. So one one thing I always do is like if I'm trying to lose weight, I'm like, right, I'll get something that kill my appetite. Uh-huh. And then that just means that I end up like starting to eat and not finishing everything. Yeah. And then I'll start to do like small. Po- you'll start to like twig on. It's like I'm not going to finish all that. So just give me like. You normally I would have like two ribeyes a night and like potatoes uh-huh. and veg, where I'd just be like, "Yes, we're on ribeye and like two or yeah. three potatoes and a bit of veg." You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like you're half on your portion for that night. And do you think about your diet much, or do you just? Are you sort of at the point now where you can just... Um, now I do, well, now I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to put pressure on myself, like, because I've had pressure, like, for the past fucking 13, 14 yeah, years. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, 
and then straw man when it comes to like diet and stuff like that like you just you just graze like a cow all the yeah. time like, it's just awful like when it comes to the diet side of things um but now it's sort of i think the main training is vanity mm-hmm. and it's like right this is new Do you know yeah. what I mean? yeah. it's all been about being as strong as i can before yeah. and all and like you know we better insta flirting and stuff but now it's like all right it's, it's all vanity now mm-hmm. it's like how do i actually want to look so yeah. um i haven't really figured out how i want to i do know i want to get a bit leaner and stuff for yeah. doing the american football because Every time I go try to run right now, my fucking hamstrings and calves are tearing yeah. like mad. I was fucking in London at the weekend, right? So I tore my hamstring about three weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um, what were you doing to tear the hamstring? Was it American football? football yeah. And uh, it was a fucking warm up too. But the, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so at the weekend there, I was in. I took I, was, I took my mum and my auntie over to London, and we were doing all the touristy shit because yeah. they haven't been to London since they were like 15 and went to Buckingham Palace and we were at the front of Buckingham Palace and I turned around and I looked at my list and this old doll dropped uh-huh. in front of Buckingham Palace yeah. and I went over and they were, I would say they were in their late 60s, 70s and anything to do with old people like this, that's uh-huh. me gone like you know yeah. melts my heart like and I went over and I said, you're right, you know, and she says, I think it's heat exhaustion, you know, she's yeah. passed out and stuff and all. And I was like, right, so sure, it came to and stuff. And I was like, look, we need to get you out of the heat. You're just lying yeah. here in the bacon sun. Yeah. And uh, Not I said, of some sense heat no, yeah. I was like, we need to get you out of the heat. So there was a shady part and just like, you know, uh-huh. maybe like 75 yards away, 80 yards away. And I was, and the guy was like, how are we going to get her there? And I was like, I left her in car here. Yeah. So, <laughs> I sort of wish somebody got a photo of it because it'd yeah. be so funny looking like <laughs> just like all these tourists at Buckingham Palace yeah. and then me, fireman's lifting this door, yeah. like walking her across the front of yeah. Buckingham Palace. And I don't think my man all twigged on at this stage what was going on until they seen me carrying this woman. Yeah. And then my man starts going and getting on. Though. But I carried her and I had like 15 metres to go uh-huh. and I felt that hamstring. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I just started going numb and my legs started going weak and I was like, Oh, that's not fully healed yet. No. Like, that's not fully healed. <laughs> but I'm hiding this woman here. It's like, what yeah. the fuck am I going to do with her? So I just kept going. And it was just like, it was like the batteries running yeah. out of the fucking toy. <laughs> it was just slowing. <laughs> yeah, slowing and slowing. The closer I got to the shade, and I set her down the shade, and then she screwed everywhere. But the, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, aye, so. I don't think they'll be listening to your podcast because they were from Australia, like. But listen, there's hopefully, rich, hopefully big okay. listenership in Singapore. So there, yeah. <laughs> is there? A, yeah, why? That's it's a way big guy places, thing. Yeah. That's a big guy thing. Those guys love it. Yeah, and I mean, I'll be, I'll be looking at the percentage of Singapore listens now. Yeah, yeah. The terrible really song. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's fucking is like I, I'm just I'm so nervous about just getting injuries, in just by just being yeah. alive. You yeah. know, like I read a statistic and it was fucking stupid and I shouldn't have done it, but I was like. Between your mid thirties to forty, that's the prime time to just your Achilles to go. It's the prime time of your testosterone dropping as well, right? Which is a huge thing. Um, people don't know this here, but your testosterone can drop. It's anywhere from thirty to forty percent, even when you have a child. Uh-huh. Like you get a huge plump Fuck of testosterone. I w- well, believe that. Yeah. And then as you get older, it keeps dropping and dropping and dropping. Uh-huh. So, if you were in America, that like um, hormone replacement therapy uh-huh. is known as anti-aging therapy. Right, okay. But we're we're not in America, so over here it's known as a hassle uh-huh. for your doctors. <laughs> but um, yeah, like like loads of people who come to their gym, like say let's say forties upwards, who come to the uh-huh. gym and they're trying to get into stuff and they're trying to make changes. I'd always say to them go get your test checked, see what it's like. Yeah. 
And then I was like, but bring me the figures. Do you uh-huh. know what I mean? Because the NHS is going to look at it and go, uh, you're not dead. <laughs> so yeah. you're all right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But like, that it, it plays a huge part in shit. Like, a huge part in your motivation, your confidence uh-huh. and all. But, your confidence mustn't be too bad if you're getting up on stage and all that. There. Well, it's, uh, but, uh, but it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Do you get like, times where you're like, I'm not as confident tonight? As yeah, there's yeah. like, like that was the thing. Like the, with my, I got, I mean, I'm never not confident about my material because I'm fucking hilarious. But yeah. it's my my how I look, you know. And yeah. it's like when I look back at the last the last hour, that is like that's my best show by head and shoulders. And like I was really proud of the last one, but the last one that that the new show, I'm like, this is a great show. Mm. And then I looked at the footage back. And I'm like, but I look like that. Mm-hmm. Fuck me. And like, even though I even have like I have my t-shirt tucked in because mm-hmm. I didn't want you know like if you're you don't want to looking up your shirt and all. So I was and yeah, I've yeah. never really been like that. That that bothered me. And I just was yeah. and I just didn't like like the look of it. And and again, like I was like I needed to make that change. And when I went because I've been training in the house and other stuff, I went to the gym first thing on the Monday morning. The gig was on Saturday. First thing on Monday, I was like, right, I'm fuck it. I'm joining the gym. That's mm-hmm. what I need to get me going and I remember the first couple of times it's all mindset I think with me you need to be in it or you or you you just don't get the benefits mm. so when I got down there I remember looking at myself and I felt like really watery really bloated really and I was like I've let myself get into this fucking state mm. and it's like I remember thinking because I would always see like if you had, you had people who were big and out of shape I always remember my thoughts of them being in the gym was Fucking fair play to you. You're yeah, here. Yeah, you're yeah, doing it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, other people will be making snide mm. comments and stuff. And I always and I, uh, the first time back, I went to myself. I'm the person that people would be. Mm. But then I had to go right. It's not about vanity here. It's about you're trying to do something. Just get it done. Get mm. over it. And it was like I remember first bench press I had done probably in in years. Uh, like my 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 record bench that I'd ever done was two hundred two kilograms back in the day, and I thought that was a, d- a decent one mm. rep max. That's a good one. And once. I got and I got back a fucking sixty on. I couldn't shift it, mm. and I was like, right, this is a problem. Yeah, but I'll come back. So, I'll make a comeback. You know. Bro. So, but then this is the thing: you forget your wee elbows and all. I was like, oh man. <laughs> so I, I got up to hundred the other day, and I got five reps of hundred, and I went, yes, Davy, yeah. you're back. So yeah, now come back, come back fast. You know, but again, I don't think I'd like to push it to the level that. That it was, mm. you know, because that was a bit like mm. I, I like I, I get so that two hundred bench, yeah, two hundred bench press, like, like that's, that's fucking good. Yeah, like. but that was I was like probably mid twenties, like, so I think. It's good, like. But that was when I was when Glenn Ross was kicking about and all, and yeah. I was like trying to show off. <laughs> but I remember like that was the motivation was the heaviest and trying to just. Whereas now it's kind of like I like the I almost like when you know yourself, you know your body more when mm. you're older, and you know how it feels, and you're going ah, I feel like I'm I'm doing like with my chest now. I do a thing with I'm in my garage. So I did it today where I got I've twenty four kilogram dumbbells and I do ten presses and then I just turn it into flies mm. and I feel that just burns the chest. Out of me. You need to do uh, even if you do it once a week. These boys who are all jamming it now, you need to do group sessions once yeah. a week. The crack you'll hear out of that, and then that'll, that'll be, motivate yeah. you until the next one. Like yeah. just once a week, like just pick a day. Sunday, you're all obviously if you're all eating healthy, yeah. no, you'll not be drinking. No, do a Sunday morning before yeah. family shit kicks in. Yeah, gym that'd be good fun. Actually, you have the keys to my place, and then you'll yeah. get all celebrity yeah. fucking attention <laughs> and all your fans. I know, no people. And that's the thing. Like, I'm the worst for it. I've been told by many people you have one of the most unapproachable faces. Yes, me. I fucking I know yeah. where you're coming from there. Like, I'm, 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 I have the worst resting bitch yeah. face in the world. Like, and see this thing here. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I go point six. You've done it before. See here. If you don't smile, you yeah. look like you're fucked off. Of it and you know what? But so fucking these these big pieces of shit that listen to the podcast and notice for they go, mate, it looks like a dick in your face. And I went, what? And then they drew around it. So see here, the bell ends there, goes down at the balls and the dick. Doesn't it? 
there's yeah. like no tech guy in there. I think I know a bit more than you do followers do. But, <laughs> but, but no, that, that is a big problem with me. Like, see if I don't smile, people are like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Nothing. You know, and I the, say, fuck, I can't smile all fucking day long. <laughs> yeah, like, you just can't around. And, oh, I, I, it's one of the most unfortunate things about having a bit resting bitch face. Like, like, if you're not smiling, people think there's something wrong with you. People think you're like, I was running Lauren Pride there a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. Oh, you weren't, so you weren't, tired. you weren't like a solar primer. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't, I was, I was so busy doing shit, and then yeah. I had to, what did I have on the next day? Oh, I was away the next day with the powerlifting boys at like 6 a.m., and I was running the event, so I wasn't exactly around it. But when you talk like, to people, you smile. You fucked up your calendar there. I, the the past one. two weekends <laughs> yeah. has been so bad. Like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I, I get called out on it all the time. Like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with your face? And I'm, Nothing, yeah. I'm fine. Like, and then that smile, smile. Yeah. I was like, fuck. And then that puts you in the mood. You're like, now I'm in a fucking. Yeah, now I'm in a bad yeah. mood. Like, and then they go, oh, I told you so. I'm like, well, yeah. I wasn't to start with. Was I, I remember saying to John, he just go, like, like whenever we go to Manchester and London and stuff like that, like, a lot of people will come up and talk to me and say hello and get photos and stuff. But a, a lot of people, like, that night or the next day or whatever, will Instagram me uh-huh. and be like, oh, I've seen you, but I, I was too nervous to come and talk yeah. to you. And all. I'd be like, John, why the fuck are people like this? Yeah. Why do people not just come up and say hello? And John's like, that reaction. Yeah. <laughs> John's like, you have to remember you're a really intimidating person. I'm like, how yeah. the fuck am I? And he's like, but people don't know you, Chris, you are. Like, and yeah. I'd be like, well, I suppose so, like, like fair yeah. enough, like, especially when my fucking face looks fucking like that. Because I sometimes have people being like, yeah, oh, you were at the gig and I wanted to just come up and say hello, but... But you I look was, really grumpy. Like, no, I'm sweet, like, when I, and, like, and I'll always make time yeah, to speak yeah. to people, do you know what I mean? But it's just a case of, you know, and, like, the only the only time I would ever be like, fuck, this is a bollocks, is if I have the kids or something. Like, there was one time there was a fella came up to me and I was walking with a wee one on my shoulders, she was giving off a stink, and he said, mm. can I have a selfie? And I went, no, you know, yeah, and I didn't, yeah, don't mean yeah, to be a dick, yeah. but you can't because yeah. she's fucking losing her shit, and I don't know where to put her, and I don't want her in the photo, you know. So I was like, <laughs> but you know, I think that's that's the thing. You yeah. just have again when you're like I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm a big softy, like, but mm-hmm. I look like I'm. I'm the same. I'm the same. Like, like I, I genuinely, I think if somebody wants to come and talk to you, or somebody wants to come and get a photo, and all, it's a huge mark of respect to your, yeah, trade or your graft or whatever it is you do. Like, you know what I mean? But it's just. You know, for for me, like it, I guess the the look and the persona is, is what gets me a lot of followers yeah. and stuff. Like for you, it's your comedy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. there's probably more of a disadvantage to you than it is to yeah. me. Well, you know what? Now it's it's going to change. Mm. See, now that I'm going to be jacked and stacked, yeah. that's the problem. And I feel it already happening. Like a month in, I'm like, I'm starting to. I'm like, I want this to pop out. I want the vanity <laughs> of it. You know, I'm like, uh, and I just can't help it. I'm like, I'll just go heavier. I just yeah, see, yeah. there's this machine in the gym, and I love it, and I haven't had it. For years, and the it's you know that one where it's like a, a T bar, it's a like machine T bar though, mm. and you lie on it. I just love that, and yeah, that's where yeah, I think yeah. I'll just the skis out by wide back. Yeah, that, that's what I've always been now. Because when I, when I was training the last time, genuinely, I was properly in the gym and, tra- and training was before I got married, mm. and I loved the stuff I was doing with the guy that I was I was training with. He was fucking like a lot of it was more like functional stuff, mm. but he got me doing like and I said I want to do a pull up, and he and he got me to do three pull ups, and now I, I don't even think I can reach the pull up thing to hold on to, <laughs> let alone do three. But that's yeah. I want to get back to that. And and the other day I was in was it, no, a couple of days ago, and I, ha- I had this I had got the flu basically, and I'm out the other side of it now thankfully. But mm. I thought I'm gonna try and train through it because you know when you get a wee buzz and you're like I could do something here, mm. I'll try and do it. So I went in, I just thought I'll kill an hour here, I'll do something, and I thought I'll do half an hour 
on the elliptical i'll pop on do a, a walk uphill for a bit in the treadmill and then i have it in my head too now i'm back in the gym it's like i want to get the sleds i love doing the sleds yeah, he made me yeah, do yeah. sleds so again the ego thing happened i was like i'll do 10 sled pushes stick 60 on mm. and just do that and i got to about eight and then I had, and I was like, I need to go down and up there one more time, and then that's me. And when I was finished, I had to go home. I planned to do all the abs and all, but I just like my heart's going to burst because I couldn't breathe out my nose and because of the cold. And I was like, fuck, that is hard work. But that's the kind of stuff I need to be doing to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to get the fat away. Like, yeah, but it was. So I'm gonna go back to sleds again tomorrow, yeah. and I'm gonna hopefully not be as fucked, yeah. or else die. It's either, it's either, either way. Consistent with it, man. Make it fun. Like that's the yeah. thing. Too many people come into it far too serious and like go on the chicken and rice diets and like fucking train five times a week and all and like change their whole life around overnight uh-huh. and it's like you're gonna be fucked after two yeah. weeks like just make like small changes and enjoy it like yeah. make fun out of it like enjoy it if you don't feel like going to the gym one day then take the family for like a fucking climb yeah. up a mountain or some shit See, like, that's the know? thing too it's like I would have been very much with like it's when I'm all in and, yeah. and then like you you don't have the fun or like you're missing out going yeah. for a drink or two like that's so it, yeah. you know that's exactly so that's what i'm trying to do just do less of like cut the, the diet down a bit don't you know like i'm not a big drinker anyway i drink every so often but you know don't go overboard and it's more that if i do have a drink the next day I get up walk a dog first mm. thing get a lot of water in the and yeah, try to yeah. eat sensibly again yeah. but speaking of i'll let you escape in a wee minute um but I have a couple of questions we'll go for yeah Dean says, what fucks Big Bear off? What annoys him? What pisses you off? He wants to know. And I mean, it's personal. It's my stupid people. Mm-hmm. It's the main thing. Like, in business and stuff like that there. Like, I just have no time for stupid people. You yeah. Know what I mean? It's just like, stupid questions and uh, I just have no time for it. Like, well, you've just done this for an hour, so I mean, you've, you've yeah. put up with me right now, you know? <laughs> um, that, I, that's... That's one thing, and then I think just negativity is something yeah. I do not have in my life. Like, uh-huh. if somebody's negative, like, it wouldn't matter if you're a paying customer, if you're a staff member, if you're a family member, if you're a friend. If I feel that everybody's got days where they can be yeah. negative, but if I feel that every time I look at you, you're being negative, yeah, and you're at the fuck, yeah. I have no time for that there, like, like no time for that in my yeah. life no more. Like, because that was another interesting one. See, on the on the, the, the latest, I think, Diary of CEO, he had like a I think it was like a relationship expert or a sex expert, somebody mm-hmm. on, and she was saying like a lot of stuffs about how you, how you look at it. And if ever like if you're going to the gym and you're like oh, fuck, have to go here again, mm-hmm. you're gonna go and you're gonna fucking slog your way through yeah, it. It's yeah, gonna, you know, whereas if you go like this is an hour, I'm yeah. away from the kids for an hour. It's yeah, my own time. Listen to the podcast. The positive side of it, yeah. And then got some massive, you know, the more and the more you think positive, it sort of yeah, yeah. It tends to manifest. I find anyway, and listen, I'm I'm good at being negative when I need to be. Like <laughs> yeah. when I, I took it wrong once, so my yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Like like, and I get cross with myself then when I am and stuff. Like if I feel like I'm being really negative about something or I'm not enjoying stuff and all, like that's why like all my tattoos that I have are all symbolic. They all uh-huh. mean shit, and the ones that are closest to my hands are like messages that mean the yeah. most. And it's just to like don't be a miserable remind. bastard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like trying to remind me, like you know, to keep them values because yeah. fucking life take like nobody's nobody's bitter. Like do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like life takes over and like stuff pisses you off sometimes. And you, but I think if you're a constant like negative vibe, if you're a constant negative yeah. person, like you need to go sort your shit out before you go around anybody else, especially around me. Like, like yeah. I don't have time for that. Like you know, oh, it's, it's draining too, isn't it? Brings you down. It's infectious yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like like I've had it before with people, and it's just like. You're in a really good mood, you're really buzzing and all, and then you get stuck talking to somebody for half an hour, and afterwards you're just like, I want to fucking 
go home and do a fucking wakem day today. Never mind fucking all this shit, like you. It's just yeah, it's. But yeah, that, that, that I don't really get pissed off about much else. But everybody else will tell you that's an absolute lie. But yeah. like, I know George's like, no, they have the face. Like you've yeah. got the same face as me. Just yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like if 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 you if you do, do you use your face to ex- express your 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 um, feelings? Because yeah. I do you with no one. Yeah. Like I I would be like. Yeah. You know, and then people be like, what's wrong? And then yeah. that's like, oh, fuck, I've already told them in the face. Catherine would be like, oh, do you want to do this? And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> She'll be like, what? You, you don't? I'm like, no, nah, fuck, it sounds great. Let's do it. Sounds fuck amazing. And she'll be like, well, what's wrong? You know, nothing. You know, like, you know, you just want to have your own. But yeah, I, I, I would be sort of, and I can't hide my emotions. And like, yeah. that's what, like, say if someone again, if someone's on stage and they're shit mm. and I don't like it, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go, <laughs> you know, I'll be like, you know, and I know I should probably, but you know, yeah. but if I just don't, I, I, I just I struggle with it. Yeah. You know, and I think as well, it's part of that's the balance of it. Is in life, you can't please everybody, so you have no, to be no, like no. you. You have to be almost a bit selfish with yeah, the stuff, yeah, and yeah. just be like, well, that's how I, you yeah. know I am, and I'm happy about it. I'm not, you know, wrecking anyone's day, but I'm not yeah, going to yeah. be. People sharing their opinions pisses me off too. Yeah, like opinions are like arseholes. Everybody has one, but you don't yeah. fucking hear it. Because sometimes, like my 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 dad and my sister, they are like they have the same personality, but yeah. they clash because yeah. they're different views and different things. But both of them have the same thing. They both want to win the argument. Yeah, yeah. I remember saying to them, I was like, "Do you get a certificate? Yeah, like, what yeah, do you win? Yeah, yeah. You, all you do yeah. is just you're pissed off, they're pissed off, you're yeah. both pissed off. Just let it go. Just yeah. don't argue. You know, you don't have to yeah. argue with some with everything." Uh, Jane wants to know what's your advice on giving anxiety a boot up the hole. Uh, it's a long. It's a long-term process. Like, like I always say when it comes to mental health, like people ask me, you know, how do you get rid of your depression? You know, how do you get rid of anxiety? You, know, you, you don't get rid of it. Uh-huh. If you suffer with, with anxiety and depression, you're always going to have it, but you find out how to treat it in a way that it doesn't yeah. affect or ruin your life. Like, the biggest thing when it comes to anxiety, and I, I don't like to be like the fucking, your typical doctor, but is take a good look at like the diet especially mm. caffeine intake and stuff yeah. like that I never realised how big a impact that has on you do you know what I mean yeah. where like um, if you have a high caffeinated diet and stuff and you suffer from anxiety it's like you're feeding the anxiety by yeah. giving it caffeine like you really do want to stay away from caffeine until like you, you have it under control um, and then there's a thing called worry time which is mm-hmm. good so if you're a busy person um, and you have like a lot going on in your life is to set aside worry time Yeah. so you might like take the dog out for a walk at six uh-huh. and that's your worry time yeah so something happens that makes you feel anxious at like um at like 10 a.m yeah you're like oh, all right i'll go I'll think about that yeah. worry time and you do that yeah. throughout the whole day and even make notes on your phone that you're gonna think about it yeah and then when you go out to walk with the dog or you're doing whatever at that that set time then you sit and you go through it all and you think it all over and you yeah. process it you even sit and talk to somebody about it and stuff and basically that's like that's like tricking your mind into being like, okay, we're not going to ignore this, but we are going to deal yeah. with it, but this is the time that we deal with it, and it helps a so bit with your anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Much. And a lot of people like use that there, like who suffer with anxiety, but like that's a big thing for like mm-hmm. top businessmen, is that they have time set aside to worry about things and think yeah. about things, because they're just go, go, go all the time. It's like, so if you if you came to me um, at 10 a.m. in the morning and be like, I have real concerns about this here, Chris. Yeah. And I'd be like, right, well, I have a meeting here and I have this and I have that. So I've noted that there, I've noted that, I'll think about it later yeah. on. Do you know what I mean? And then you crack on with your day. Um, 
and a lot of things as well, like when it comes to anxiety and stuff like that, like anxiety makes you sit and like think long term about a situation. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like if somebody invited you to something, you think about every worst scenario that goes on. Yeah. But sometimes you need to actually sit down and like actually look at it realistically and right, right, okay, this the idea of this is giving me anxiety. What's the worst that can happen and yeah. what's the best that can happen? And like should I be anxious about it? Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is always push yourself. If you're anxious about something, fucking do it. Like, yeah. And anxiety, the feeling of anxiety, you need to flip it to if something makes you anxious, do it. Yeah. Rather than if something makes you anxious, you run away from yeah. it. So if I get anxious about something, I'd fucking do it because I'd always, always, always rather regret doing something yeah. than to Wonder regret not doing yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? So always do it no matter what. And then if you want to regret it afterwards, you can regret it afterwards, but nine times out of ten you'll not regret it afterwards. Um but like never back down to anxiety. Like, yeah. It's the worst thing you can do. Like like even in the worst situations, like you know, like if you somebody struggle with anxiety attacks and stuff like that there, as I have done in the past, it's like if you have anxiety attack, what's the worst that's gonna happen? You're gonna sit down on the ground for fucking ten minutes, yeah. like do you know what I mean? It's not the end of the world. Just yeah. the more you push yourself into doing stuff, the better. The more you sit back, the worst. Because mm-hmm. it just keeps building and gets worse and worse and worse. And do you think then too? Like, cause I always find like I had a, I've spoken about it plenty of times in the podcast about having some some issues with with early stage depression. But again, if I felt that I went to the doctor, spoke about it, that was all I needed almost. But mm-hmm. now I feel like I'm aware of what that issue feels like coming on to me. Mm-hmm. So when I know it's when I feel it creeping in, I'm like, right, I need to, like you say, address it yeah. straight away. Otherwise, yeah. it'll expand so like yeah. some there are and then I think as well some people need to know that it's okay to feel a bit shit sometimes you know oh, some people yeah, are like oh yeah. I should always feel nah let yeah. it you know embrace it very very few people feel good all the time right? but like like what you're doing now getting back into your fitness and into the gym and all like you're doing that to build a better quality of life for yourself yeah. like if you did multiple things like that all the fucking time you'll find that like life becomes a lot more valuable like I, I became um through a journey I went through with my best friend, um, I was I sort of discovered and, and learned how valuable time is and mm-hmm. how precious time is and how precious making memories is. And we we went through the um, I went through this journey with him as his best friend, but it was his journey. But I was very much involved in it. And see, going for breakfast for us uh-huh. like each week yeah. was the most precious thing ever. Yeah. For going for fucking breakfast, like, yeah, do you know what I mean? There's no money spent on it, there was no like um, money through it, or, like holidays and like you know, fancy things and all yeah. this here, carry on. It was literally going for breakfast, that's yeah. all it was, and it meant the absolute world to the both of us yeah. being able to do that. Um, um, time t- we knew time was limited because his young boy was was um going through a battle with cancer, mm-hmm. and we knew time was limited, and it was sort of a thing where it was like, um. If he phoned me and was like, you know, Calm's having a good day, do yeah. you want to get breakfast? Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, meet you down there in five. Yes, there was clients booked in. Yes, there yeah. was meetings booked in. Yeah. But they all got text messages to say that's all cancelled. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like that was the most important yeah. thing. And that, and many, it was everything, but it was also nothing. It didn't yeah. cost much. It cost like six, seven quid for your fry or something yeah. or your coffee or whatever you were getting. And it was like the best memories. And I would pay a fortune to be yeah. able to like do them again now. Yeah. Um, and I like that helped me a lot in life is just like you know it's just about good times making memories yeah. just always constantly make memories and that's why that tattoo's on there is like make yeah. memories every day like always make memories yeah. because 
they're the only thing of value in your life. Yeah. Is your memories. Yeah. Everything else. And this is for somebody who's like, I've, I've been done very well financially in life and I've worked with like a lot of people who do extremely yeah. well financially in life. And I can tell you now that the most wealthiest thing you could ever own is memories. Like, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter how much money's yeah. in your bank account, it doesn't matter how what you drive, what you go around in. If you're making better memories than somebody else, yeah, you're a more wealthy fucking person yeah. than that person. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, because I, I I was at a, at a funeral not long ago, and the, one of the things that I like, you know, when you're saying about your talks, if someone takes away something, mm-hmm. someone are saying like, um, the fr- the phrase you only, people say, oh, you only live once. That's not true. Mm-hmm. You only die once. Mm-hmm. So like, so you're living now. Yeah, enjoy yeah. the moment. Enjoy the ride. Make everything count. So whenever you're gone, or people are gone. You, you like you say fond memories yeah. you, know, you, you don't have any regrets of what because you, you've done it mm-hmm. you know yeah and like uh, leave a legacy no matter what you do in life try to leave a legacy like yeah. that, that to me is, is a big thing um, but like you know uh, we get too caught up I did for a long time especially being in the motivational world and all yeah. and everything motivational wise is based quite a lot on getting richer and more yeah. successful and stuff Yeah. and I went down that route like you know like whenever I sort of I had a break away from Strongman for a while because of injuries. And I was like, right, I set a figure that I wanted to go make. And I was just work, work, work. And, I'm, you know, I wasn't far off making that figure. And I knew it was possible to achieve that figure. But I just got this moment and I was just like, this is fucking shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, why am I doing yeah. this? Because I, what I actually did was, right, I, and nobody told me to do this. I sort of just did it myself. I remember sitting in the office one day. And I wrote down a bit of paper, my top five things I like to do, mm-hmm. right? Like, of everything, like, if I could do anything with my day, like, what yeah. would it be? I wrote them down. It was stuff like time with the family and stuff like that there, going out on the motorbike, going fishing, going clay pigeon shooting, you know, um, chilling out with a book and stuff like that there, um, or writing my book. And I looked at these, like, five things I'd love to do with my time, and I'm like, they don't fucking cost anything. Yeah. But yeah, I'm working so much that I can't do them because yeah. I don't have time. But I'm working so much to make money. And the stuff I want to do is free. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what See? the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. Like, do you know? So after that, I was just like, look, you don't... I got caught up in that world. I got yeah. caught up in getting sucked in. That, you know, If you own a business, you have to become a millionaire and all this yeah. shit. And, all. and I was just like, you know something... No, you don't. Like, but you it's time, isn't it? It's well. like time's the most precious to be able to do this. Like to, you know, to be able to work a job you enjoy, to mm-hmm. be able to, you know, help people in whatever way, whether it's through the training you give them, the advice you give them, yeah, even yeah. The, like if someone's having a shit time, they're listening to us, yeah. and they go, "Fuck, that's just laugh or take yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that." That's the thing. It's the, that's the best to do. Yeah, I, I love my fucking job. Like you know, I have done. Don't get me wrong. You like sing everything. You moan and complain about yeah. it. Like you know what I mean. But oh, listen. No more than this guy. <laughs> no more than this guy. <laughs> I know. fucking love it. Like yeah. But Chris, listen. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. For anyone that does not work and to find you, where, what are your socials? Um, Instagram's probably the best. Bear Strong McNon or Bear Strong UK. Bear Strong. And see you next time we're on. I'm gonna be so jacked and so fucking. I probably won't be as funny, but I'll be fucking serious. <laughs> big angry, dude. Just a big angry. <laughs> yeah. See, now I'm a serious actor. That's what I'm thinking too. Like I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be. I want to be like you know Jason Statham. Something yeah. works, but listen, being Expendables five. <laughs> yes, being fucked up for some extra stuff. Angry dude. Yeah. <laughs> Pleasure, mate. Thanks so much for coming no worries, on, bro. Thank you. All right. I'm the slack guy.